This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Our time is 20 minutes to the top of two and we're welcoming you into the second hour of the show. If you've just joined us, we've had a lot uh, to discuss. We've went into politics. Uh, we've just spoken about issues around education, infrastructure and uh, social matters. And uh, we're moving now, all right, uh, going into uh, the energy space. Uh, when you look at how it's been a race against time for years now uh, for South Africa to come through uh, with solutions to uh, the energy crisis. We see a lot of developments, a lot of movements, a lot of opportunities, uh, talks around alternative energy and how then these uh, can feed into uh, the greater economy. Uh, we know very well that uh, yeah, load shedding has been a cause for concern, a pain. Uh, you know, when you look at how businesses have been faring, how the economy, the local economy has also been faring affected here. Households, uh, you know, we're battling to survive. Uh, when you look at how uh, then load shedding has done us bad uh, and uh, somewhat even felt like uh, it's been normalized here. Uh, but this morning, we take a look at the solutions to uh, the energy crisis here in South Africa. We're joined by Professor Samson Mampueri, who's coming through from the South African National Energy Development Institute, SANEDI. And we're taking a look at uh, those investments, right? Possible investments as well in the local green hydrogen economy and how this can come through as a mitigating factor uh, when you look at uh, the country's energy crisis. We're on 0861-987-000 and also there by X. Uh, we go by at PowerFM987 at Katlero Lorodi underscore. You're welcome to also go there as we rally behind uh, the hashtag PowerZone uh, this morning. Uh, Professor, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katlero and the listeners. Yeah, no, thank you very much, sir, uh, for giving us uh, your time. And, and I was just saying there that it's been a race against time uh, to really more or less mitigate. As the years go by, uh, we see uh, the effects of load shedding just ravaging uh, the economy. And a whole lot of people saying that uh, when you look at it, no sector has been sparred. Even households here have been struggling to make ends meet. But as uh, all of these uh, you know, developments are taking place, we see also an opportunity around how then we can capitalize on other avenues to try and mitigate here. And there are talks around uh, this issue of uh, powering progress and the green hydrogen revolution uh, where then uh, we're seeing the green economy taking shape uh, in the country around uh, hydrogen. Tell us and give us a sense of where we are right now and if this uh, can come through as a solution here. Yeah, so South Africa has been working on in, on the hydrogen economy for quite some time through a program called uh, Hydrogen South Africa, which is a research program that is um, approved by cabinet. And uh, that program started uh, some time ago. Uh, we're looking at more than 10 years of research. And um, uh, from there, we then developed what we call the Hydrogen Society Roadmap. Um, the Hydrogen Society Roadmap basically uh, seeks to effectively integrate um, the hydrogen-related technologies in various sectors of the economy uh, to foster inclusive growth and help reduce poverty and inequality. So what the Hydrogen Society Roadmap de- did mm-hmm. was to basically integrate the various policies and, and, the, and 
and implementation strategies such as your green transport strategy, green hydrogen commercialization strategy, just energy transition framework, uh, South Africa Renewable Energy Master Plan um, into one document that then gives us a, a, a kind of a roadmap for implementation of uh, mm. the, the hydrogen economy. And that's basically because South Africa has got the, 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 the sun, the wind, and we also have 75% uh, of the global platinum reserves that are required uh, in the to drive the hydrogen economy. So what, what's happening at the moment in the Hydrogen Society Roadmap, there are about 16 what we call catalytic projects that mm. have been identified. Yeah. And uh, alongside that, we have been working with various partners at international level especially the part the countries that are ahead uh, those are, are countries such as your japan mm. uh, the the uk uh, the netherlands and others but uh, what happened uh, was we we visited japan for for, for quite quite a, a, a lot a lot yeah and um, we spent weeks in japan uh, almost three weeks in japan with minister Zimande. Uh, we ran some workshops and and did matchmaking between the japanese companies that are involved in the hydrogen economy and the companies that are the, 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 from south africa that are busy developing the hydrogen economy and that culminated in a in in a memorandum of cooperation that was signed between south africa and japan and about a week or so ago we saw uh, japanese companies visiting south africa uh, it was more than 30 japanese companies visiting south africa mm. and and forging those uh, relations and there are already other the others who have already signed uh, agreements in various areas including uh, uh, collaboration in, in project development as well as finance um, big companies such as Sasol and, and Hive Energy in, in the Eastern Cape have also signed with various Japanese companies. We expect from the, mm. from the engagements that happened quite recently that more of the agreements will be coming on board. The sector itself, we are anticipating that more than 300 billion rand will be invested um, between now and, uh, and 2030. And by about 2035, we will be having projects that will be uh, built and uh, most of them will be coming with a, a, a huge renewable energy build. Uh, we're looking at between 57 uh, and, and 60 gigawatts of new renewable energy build and some of that will assist in terms of uh, dealing with load shedding because some of it will be available uh, at the time that this project will not be using the the, the renewable in the, the energy for, for to offset some of the power from the grid as well mm. and some of them will, will will offset the power from the what we call the hard to abate uh, uh, sectors such as your steel uh, and the cement sector uh, industry where the hydrogen will then uh, replace the electricity that they, these sectors are using, which then means that, that that electricity will then become available to the nation or to the national grid as well. Yeah. So so as things stand, we've, mm. we've got quite a lot of projects, about 16 projects, as I indicated. Uh, we, are, we, are focused, we are looking at local industry, the mining sector, uh, the transport sector, 
and also the, the export market. If you look at the mm. project that's being developed in the in the Eastern Cape, for instance, you're looking at more than 8 million tons yeah. of green hydrogen and green ammonia, uh, most of mm. which will be for the export market, creating in that one project only more than 1,500 jobs. Yeah. In the sector in yeah. general, we're looking at about 15,000 jobs. Mm, I wanted to come in there as well, Prof, to say, uh, really, when you look at all of these developments and all of these partnerships and how uh, we've been doing research and just studying uh, this particular space, even going, uh, you know, to Japan and the minister uh, just working around, ensuring that there's a movement within uh, this particular space, especially when you look at what has been happening around the Department of uh, Science and Innovation and the Department of Higher Education and, and the likes in roping in and tapping into this space uh, would you say that we are somewhat an attractive uh, destination where green hydrogen energy is concerned and and how big are we as a country uh, where this is concerned where by we're seeing all of these nations now wanting to buy green hydrogen from south africa and we're seeing as well some of those catalytic projects that you've outlined here uh, around the uh, just a road map of ensuring that at least we get the best out of these partnerships how, how big are we and and could this be one of those solutions that we've all been waiting for as i hear you also mentioning issues of job creation here yeah so we south africa is well positioned um in terms of the the production of green hydrogen uh, we've got uh, more than 75 percent of the world platinum reserves uh, and platinum is used for 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 making your your electrolyzers and and your fuel cells parts mm. of the fuel cells and the electrolyzers uh, through the research that we've done uh, over the for more than a decade uh, we've produced some of the of the technologies that are used in in in, in the hydrogen economy for instance we we've produced what we call the membrane electrode assemblies which is basically the the the, the heart of the fuel cell or mm. the heart of the electrolyzer made of the the mineral resources that we have in the country so it it, it's going to help us in terms of mineral beneficiation because we are looking at uh, a big uh, megawatt scale uh, electrolyzers and megawatt scale uh, uh, fuel cells so so some of those the, the work that we did in the past is positioning us now to to exploit the hydrogen economy in terms of the geographic location as well south africa is well positioned to be the gateway yeah. for the market uh, in, into the european into into europe uh, we we are all, we also have a, a lot of water in the along the the ocean that can be used for as as deals for desalination and then used for production of uh, of of green hydrogen um, as we speak few days ago uh, cabinet approved the the establishment mm. of an interministerial uh, uh, kind of committee that will be looking at the hydrogen economy in general which in, which include the the department of uh, science and innovation and the department of mineral resources and energy uh, the dtic and as well as environmental affairs and other departments yeah. because because of the 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 the, the, the opportunity the massive opportunity that we have in South Africa to produce this green hydrogen. Already we've got countries such as Japan that are that are looking at buying the green hydrogen from us. Uh, we've got countries such as the UK that are saying they, they want to come and set up 
the big uh, uh, green hydrogen and green ammonia uh, uh, facilities here. The UK mm-hmm. actually talked about an investment of um, uh, more than four, four, four and a half billion uh, British pounds. That's quite a lot of money mm-hmm. that they are coming to invest in, into the, the country. The Netherlands, for instance, uh, we, we, I was at the Netherlands um, embassy a few few days ago they, they they've also pledged to come and invest uh, quite a lot of money in the hydrogen economy in south africa the biggest thing that we are saying as south africans is that when all these investments are made locally developed ip must be used and there must be local beneficiation mm. of this platinum reserves that we have in the country as opposed to them being ex- ex- exported uh, alongside the jobs that get exported. And and the international community seems to be uh, aligned to that kind of thinking because they are thinking more about coming in, producing the green hydrogen and green ammonia, exporting most of it to their countries uh, so that they can also use it to decarbonize their own electricity and and their own energy uh, markets as well but over and above that we still have a lot of um, uh, hydro, green hydrogen that will be produced in uh, in in Limpopo in Gauteng and in KwaZulu Natal in the 16 uh, what we are calling catalytic projects uh, mm-hmm. where the hydrogen will be produced and used locally in the transport sector in the mining sector as well as uh, the the local industry such as the steel industry and the cement industry that I've, I've, I've yeah. mentioned yeah, and also when you look at it, then I'm glad that we're getting this interministerial committee, meaning that there's now going to be greater focus and the buy-in uh, where then we'll see a government endorsing and moving uh, with agility around this roadmap and how we can benefit uh, from this. Does it form part of the uh, national development uh, plan? And also when you look at it, uh, Prof, when can we start seeing just the benefits of these talks around these 16 catalytic projects? Uh, because I'm just thinking at the top of my head, issues of infrastructure, uh, the rollout of infrastructure, and how we would need to ensure uh, that some of those investments come through into an inclusive environment. So so uh, when, you, when you look at it, uh, is it part of the NDP? Uh, and, and when can we start uh, seeing a little bit of movement here around uh, these particular talks? So, so this is part of the South Africa Economic Reconstruction and Recovery mm-hmm. Plan, as well as the National Development Plan. Um, already, there are there are initiatives that have started. For instance, in the in the mobility side of things, uh, we have a green hydrogen production uh, a pilot facility at Northwest University, which is one of the universities that were funded by 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 South Africa under the Hydrogen South Africa program. And that green hydrogen production facility, we have Toyota uh, that is already working with Northwest University. They have a a car, the Toyota Mirai, that they they take there for refueling. So we 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 have already started seeing some of these things happening Uh, at um, the University of Western Cape, for instance. We have uh, uh, the the scooters that are that are, are propelled using uh, hydrogen, and the post office in the past uh, used some of these scooters. They they they, they are, they've got what we call the range extenders. So mm. they run on on petrol, and then when the petrol runs out, they extend the range using the the the, the green hydrogen. Uh, th- those are there already in the mining sector. 
uh, at the same institution, they developed uh, the forklifts that run on 100% uh, green hydrogen. And some of them have been adopted by some, some of the mines. So it's, it's a matter of, uh, you know, the, the ball rolling much faster, uh, you know, ramping up some of these uh, activities that we have. Um, uh, we, we, we are anticipating that um, by 2030 uh, uh, towards 2035, we should start to see trucks running on, on green hydrogen between uh, Gauteng and, uh, and, and, and uh, KZN and between Gauteng and, and Limpopo, um, running on the green hydrogen that will be produced in this, in this particular uh, corridor. Uh, companies such as Sasol, they are moving ahead very fast in terms of their, mm-hmm. their, 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 their projects. Uh, my office is also uh, working with the Northern Cape uh, uh, Economic Development Agency. Uh, you know about the the Northern Cape uh, uh, economic uh, zone, yeah. uh, special economic zone in Bukhubai, uh, and that that entire special economic zone is going to be driven mainly by uh, green hydrogen, which uh, uh, other companies such as Sasol have already indicated interest in developing those those projects. So my office is busy with the feasibility study on 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 that particular economic zone, working with the CSIR. Uh, the and, and and the various uh, other role players on that, and we anticipate that the results of that will come out within the next eighteen months or so, and then the implementation will then uh, start to kick in. So there are various activities within within the country as well. Escom also they are working on on some green hydrogen uh, facility at uh, in their research office at at Rocheville. They already have. Uh, solar a solar PV plant there. They already have some battery energy storage facility there. They are moving to to start with that with that pilot facility as well at at, at their research facility. So there's already those uh, small projects that are kickstarting the, the the economy. But the catalytic projects we we envisage that in the next two to three years we'll start to see groundbreaking in in most of them. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that there's a movement there and uh, there's a feasibility study, there are timelines, and it looks like uh, we look set to benefit uh, from this. How, how does this uh, play in into the bigger scheme of things in helping us to end load shedding, Prof? So we have um, a lot of uh, renewable energy that will come with these projects. Mm-hmm. So for, for every a gigawatt of um, of electrolyzer that that gets installed we need plus or minus 2 gigawatts of um, renewable energy to support it and and what hap- what's happening now is we 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 anticipate that we will have about 57 to uh, 60 gigawatts of um, of new generation capacity that will come with uh, uh, the, 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 the 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 hydrogenic uh, projects and that's that's an equivalent of our of our current installed capacity in the entire country and when when that happens we will have uh, some of the electricity that's being used by big electricity users who will then switch to 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 hydrogen um, being offset and being made available to the to, to the to the national grid, which then basically means that the the pressure on the grid will will then be eased uh, through this this kind yeah. of a process. Uh, the secondly, uh, some of the projects are building four five times 
uh, more renewables or they're planning to build four or five times more renewables than uh, than, than than what they need and and uh, they're doing that just to ensure that they use 100 percent renewables what will happen then is that the additional renewable energy will then be available to the grid um, and also when they, they they ramp down in terms of their their, their production will have more electricity coming from those projects being available to the national grid mm. the project in the in the eastern cape for instance uh, that way hive energy is building um, they, 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 they timing in terms of production of the, the green hydrogen and green ammonia uh, will ensure that uh, most of the electricity is available most of the time and we're looking at uh, about four four gigawatts of electricity that will be coming from that particular project as well mm, yeah i know uh, that, that looks really really promising and and it also is also going to help uh, in just stabilizing uh, the economy uh, because of uh, the fact that whatever project that would have to happen here and all of those investments uh, will feed into uh, you know what we see the economy then wanting to thrive on uh, would we expect in the next investment conference maybe uh, to see a lot of companies now uh, you know more or less vowing as we see the environment becoming conducive do we see them uh, just raising their hands and more or less uh, talking about or pledging uh, to invest into South Africa especially around uh, these particular projects and uh, this move into the uh, green hydrogen uh, economy is that your expectation because i've heard you mention uh, some of them that have already started and indicating uh, that they are looking at working with uh, south africa on on this particular issue yes we we do expect that uh, in the next investment conference uh, some of these companies will come and make the the investment pledges because uh, most of them have already committed uh, uh, to to invest in the country. Uh, for instance, we have um, some some development banks in 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 Japan that have already signed with some of the local companies here in South Africa uh, in terms of uh, provi- funding provision. Uh, we have, um, for instance, some of the German uh, uh, development banks, uh, such as your KFW, working with the our our local um, uh, IDC, for instance, uh, funding some uh, providing funding to some of these kind of uh, of projects. So the commitments are already there. Agreements have already been signed with uh, some local companies as well. Uh, so we we expect that in the next investment conference, uh, some some of these uh, companies may come forward and make announcements in terms of how much they envisage to 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 invest in the sector. We have uh, estimated an investment of uh, plus or minus 300 billion rands. Uh, which is, um, uh, you know, uh, almost the amount of of money that has been invested in the renewable energy sector uh, in South Africa as we speak. So in terms of investment destination in this particular sector, South Africa is a very good investment destination for both production of, um, of, of hydrogen for use in the country and also for the export market as well. Yeah, no, these are exciting times and I'm hoping that we really capitalize on uh, these, uh, you know, efforts and I'm glad that uh, you, you're doing the most uh, as Sanedi working with government here uh, to ensure that also, uh, you know, there's greater benefits towards the workers and everyone else, uh, local beneficiation uh, and the likes uh, within the mineral sector and how then we can explore and take advantage of uh, these hydrogen economy profit.
I want it. I want us to leave it here uh, for this morning. Uh, but thank you very much for giving us uh, your time and everything of the best in the work that you've been doing over time. We'll be looking to hear from this interministerial committee as well uh, with updates in terms of how then things are faring uh, to ensure that we get the best around uh, this roadmap and uh, the work that has been done by Hydrogen uh, South Africa. Thank you very much, sir, for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, appreciated. Uh, Professor uh, Samson Mampueli there. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.